He sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20. The message you're about to hear is a straightforward, down-to-earth and insightful teaching by Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. Lady Reverend Adelaide serves under her husband, Bishop Dag Heward-Mills, as a pastor at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Lady Reverend Adelaide is a handmaiden of God and is privileged to have been used by God to pastor and to speak the Word of God, both nationally and internationally, to all ages and gender. She has a plethora of messages on many issues, experiences, and situations of life from God's perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you listen to this message by God's anointed handmaiden, Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. Hallelujah. Are you a favorite child of your mother? Or you are the child that when your mother sees you, she cries? May you be a favorite child from today. I said, may you be a favorite child from today. Well, today is a special day. And um, on this special day, we have special people who preach. We are not excited about the day. I want you to do a better club offering. And I want you to show excitement. Hallelujah. Well, there are women and there are anointed women. And there are anointed women and there are anointed women. Hallelujah. The Kodesh is a very blessed church. If you don't come to the Kodesh, I don't know where you go to church. Such a blessed church. A church that has a whole archbishop attending. A church that received the first church that received the bishop in Spain, Barcelona. This morning we are very blessed. He will bring you greetings later. Hallelujah. A church that Bishop Nee preaches in. A church that Bishop Pius fires the word. A church that you attend. We have the church with the third lady in the church. With the second lady in the church. And with the first lady in the church. Ladies and gentlemen. We have an anointed person in the church, our own mother, no better person to preach than our mother on this Mother's Day. Shall we receive Episcopal Sister Adelaide Heward Mills? 
Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. What a heartwarming welcome. To this amazing pulpit. Amen. But I want you to give a better clap offering to Jesus. He's the reason why we are here. Give him praise at the top. Give him praise at the back. Give him praise in the middle. Give him praise in front. Let Jesus be magnified. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shall we share a word of prayer? Father, thank you for this morning. Your word says, unto you shall the gathering of the people be. Lord, your people have gathered at your feet. They have come to be taught by the Holy Spirit. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you. I pull down everything that resists the word of God. Every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God, I bring you down in the name of Jesus. Every imagination, I bring you down. And I pray the Lord, let these words fall on good soil and let it change us and make us more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Good morning. Oh, you may take your seats. Good morning and a happy Mother's Day. I always share that, yes, mothers um, maybe are people who produce children, but if you look at that, then maybe God will not be so important. But God has produced children also, and amazing children. Because John 1.12 says that he gave power to those who believe and receive to become children of God. So mothering is not only biological. And sometimes the greatest mothers have been spiritual mothers and mothers who have given birth to many and brought forth many nations. So on this occasion, you know, I was saying on social media as I was bringing the Mother's Day message that Mother's Day presents different things for different people. Sometimes it reminds us of a promise delayed that maybe we wanted to be mothers by a certain time or a certain season in our lives and it hasn't happened so we are not so excited about Mother's Day because it may remind us of a promise seemingly denied. Sometimes we are not excited about Mother's Day because it may remind us of some losses, some miscarriages that we may have had. And to all those who have lost children and who desire to be mothers, I pray that God will give you a miracle. And he is able. Amen. Sometimes it reminds us of our departed mothers. You know, and we feel, oh, maybe I wasn't even old enough to see my mother or I lost my mother when I was, she was giving birth to me or 
you lost your mother at a point in the journey of life but in all of it we can still celebrate them for the lives that God gave and we can still be thankful for that amen somebody and then again we can celebrate mothers who because mothering is bringing forth life and I believe there are many 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 mothers adoptive spiritual many mothers God brings our way and who have touched our lives in so many ways so I want to say to all types of mothers happy Mother's Day and may God fulfill his purpose for your life amen and um, when you look at the Bible Jesus defined who his mother was he didn't say his mother was Mary you know he said in Luke 8 19 to 21 Luke 8 19 to 21 he said then came to him his mother and his brethren and could not come at him for the press it means there were a lot of people pressing on him verse 20 and it was told him by certain which said thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to see thee 21 and he answered and said unto them my mother and my brethren are these which hear the word of God and do it amen so Jesus defined mothering in a different way that you define it he said that those who hear and obey or do his word they are his mother and his brethren amen and I thank God for that because everybody can qualify everybody can say I will hear and I will do and then you become a mother in the eyes of Jesus and it's better to be something in God's eyes than in the eyes of men so on behalf of the presiding bishop Bishop Nee, my good self I wish all mothers in whatever form and fashion a happy Mother's Day but especially those who hear and do the Word of God Amen well I want to um, thank Bishop Nee for this opportunity to speak to you on Mother's Day and um, I also want to acknowledge the presence of the Archbishop and Bishop Kweku and Ponsan all the way from Barcelona. You're welcome. Bishop Pius and all our reverend pastors and lady pastors who stand with us here. Thank you for standing with the prophet. He needs you and you also need him. Amen. Now, Jesus said that the people who hear and do are his mothers. So I want to talk to you about the faith of Mary. The faith of Mary, the mother of Jesus, okay? The faith of Mary. Or Mary's extra extraordinary faith. Now we read from Luke 18, 19 to 21 that Jesus said, my mother and my brethren, verse 21, are they who hear the word of God and do it. Amen. So then, we want to look at 
Mary's extraordinary faith, or if you like, the faith of a mother. Um, in 2 Timothy 1.5, Paul writing to Timothy says, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois, and thy mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded that dwells in thee also. Amen. So Timothy became a great man of God, and Paul said at a point that I have no man like-minded like Timothy because everybody is thinking about their own selves. That's what Paul said, that the pastors he was surrounded by were thinking about their own selves. But in Timothy, he could find a man who had who was like-minded in terms of sharing the same vision, the same burden, uh, whatever was precious to Paul, if it was souls, if it was church building, it was precious to Timothy. Now, how did that come about? Because in Acts 16.1, we are told that when Paul came to Derby and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus or Timothy the son of a certain woman which was a Jewess and believed but his father was a Greek so Timothy's mother was a believer but his father was not and so when Paul had to take him on the um, pastoral journey the Bible says he had to circumcise him because his father was a Greek the, the son of a Gentile is it not amazing that in spite of the fact that his father was an unbeliever I don't know how a Jewess will end up with a Greek and some of you sisters sitting here you have Greeks in your life and you are working with Greeks so I am not encouraging you to marry Greeks but then having found herself in that place Timothy's mother still had a certain faith and that faith was the legacy she bequeathed to Timothy. But where did Timothy's mother's faith come from? The Bible says it came from Lois, the grandmother. So ladies, there's something we can pass on to our children, irrespective of who their fathers are. Amen? And we can still mother generations yet unborn. Because Paul then comes to say to Timothy, from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures. Which means that Lois and Eunice passed the right baton. Amen? To Timothy. Many of us think about making wills and uh, leaving a legacy and maybe educating our children. But we don't think about their faith. And we don't think about their faith work. And we invest more in ballet classes, in international schools, in computer courses, in things that we think will make our children great. But we don't invest in anything spiritual. When it comes to spiritual, you say, oh, you have a youth pastor flow. What would you produce that will go from generation to generation and affect the lives of men? and change the lives of destiny because Lois passed it on to Eunice and Eunice passed it on to Timothy irrespective of the fact of that his father was Greek.
you too, it should be your aim to pass faith on to the next generation and the ones yet unborn. Amen. Now, what Paul said was, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith, unfeigned faith that is in thee, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith, so you can have faith, but the faith is tainted. And the faith unfeigned means not pretending. Another version says sincere faith. And that is why it could last through generations because it was authentic. When you buy jewelry that is not authentic, you cannot even bath with it because it will soon be tarnished. When you buy things, sometimes they tell you that it's, um, oh, uh, it's GL, this um, jewelry they sell in Togo and all that. It will not fade, so you buy it. And then when you go and use it, it fades and you are not happy. So unfeigned faith is faith that does not pretend. It's faith that is real. It's faith that walks the talk and does what it believes. Amen. The Bible says, show me your faith by your works. Amen. So when the Bible talks about unfeigned faith, I believe it was that kind of faith. And because of that, we have the book of Timothy. And Paul's work was able to progress. Amen. Now to our main story, Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. If you don't know where Luke is, but you know where to find the latest weave on, you are lost. Amen. Because when the issues of life come, it's not the quality of your weave on, but that thus saith the Lord, like Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. What are you also going to say when the devil comes? Are you going to say, look at my weave on, look at my hat, look at my sports. Those things don't cast out devils, but it is that it is written that brings things to life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Luke 1, 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, and the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and break forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus and all the prophecies okay and then 34 then Mary said to the angel how shall this be seeing that I know not a man and the angel answered and said to her the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the Most High shall overshadow thee therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God and it says for with God 
nothing shall be impossible. Verse 38, and Mary said, behold, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. Amen. Now, because Jesus said, his mother and his brethren are those who hear the word of God and do it. Amen. So when you look at John 8, 29, the Bible says that he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. Why? For means because I do always, I do always those things that please him. Amen? So it's not just hearing and it's not just doing, but doing always those things that please him. And he's saying that because of that, the Father has not left him alone. Could it be that God has left some of us alone? Because we don't do always the things that please him. Now when you look at Mary's story, it seems God really located her. Because the Bible says that the angel was sent, right? From God, not from anywhere, from God to a city. It's quite specific. The, the, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee, the specifics and the particulars, named Nazareth. So maybe Galilee is here, and then he sent him to Soutum. Accra is here, then Soutum, okay? To a virgin. Beloved, God knows your sexuality. God knows your deeds, whether in light or in darkness. God sees. And unfortunately, we are so concerned about man. Hey, my pastor is coming. My pastor shouldn't see me in this bar. My pastor shouldn't see me with this married man. My pastor is coming. I should wear my skirt quickly. But God from heaven, he says all things are naked unto him with whom we have to do. God sees even your virginity and it matters to him. Amen, somebody. Obedience is in unseen things like virginity how will you send in the sixth month and you send an angel called gabriel you could have said oh he sent to a woman called mary i said to a virgin to a virgin i am not saying that if you are not a virgin you are condemned no that's not what the bible says but when you come to know christ there must be a difference in your life there must be a second virginity in your life there must be a purity not because I said it I didn't write the Bible God wrote the Bible amen to a virgin number two espouse to a man God knows your relationships he says do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers and yet when we ask you is he born again you say lady reverend he's a black American when we ask you, is he born again? You say, Lady Reverend, he's very rich. 
God knows about our relationships. I was looking on my class page when Bill Gates and his wife divorced the next day, and I saw that they had put some seemingly jokes, pictures of different women saying, Bill Gates, please, I really want to marry you. You don't have to talk to me. I just want to be in the house, Bill Gates. I can even be in the kitchen. It doesn't matter. As you've left your wife, and another person said, I know you are healing, but heal in your bedroom and leave the rest of your house to me. God knows about our relationships. And God wonders if we are willing to pay the price. When he says, do not be unequally yoked to unbelievers, it's not because he wants to punish us, but it's because he wants our good. He knows the plans he has for you, beloved. And they are plans of good and not of evil. He doesn't want you to cry. He doesn't want you to say, I should have listened. He wants to give you his light. Amen. So God knew about Mary's relationship. A virgin espoused to a man. And he knew the man's name. Whose name was Joseph? Hey! Do these little things matter to God? Beloved, they do. And he knew Joseph's background. Of the house of David. His lineage, his spiritual pedigree. Where he's coming from is important to God. Amen. And the virgin's name is now coming. Her name was Mary. When he says, I know you by name, he means it with all his heart. He knows where you are. He knows the corner where you are. He knows you are a single parent. He knows the struggles. He knows your prayers and he listens to them all and he knows you by name amen and then the angel comes in unto her the bible says and the greeting is hail thou art highly favored the lord is with you from all this time mary didn't know she was special she thought that oh i'm an ordinary person i have a beloved and i'm getting married but our father who sees in secret he rewards you openly. So he says, Hail thou favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst women. Ladies, you don't have to be mediocre. Amongst women, you can stand out for God. Amongst women, you can have a Holy Ghost class. Amongst women, you can be different. You can be different from those who remove all their skirts all the time. You can be different from being a kiosk because you are the temple of the living God. Your body is. Amen, ladies. Now, Lady Reverend, what point are you making? I'm making the point that Mary also had a type of unfeigned faith. Because if somebody comes and says, Hail, thou favored, you are highly favored. Uh, blessed are you amongst women. You say, Really? I'm very young, amongst which women? I'm not sure I've even yet become a woman. So blessed are you amongst women. But that is how God sees you. Amen. The Bible says she was troubled. I want to say that Jesus said, my father has not left me alone. 
because I do all the things that please him. Amen. So for us to do all the things that please him, we would have to walk in his word like we saw that Mary did. Now when you want to walk in God's word, I wish I could say that it's always easy. It's easy. You don't have to do much. You just walk in his word. Some of his word and some of his promises are easy. For instance, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. It's God's promise and it is easy to claim. But when it comes to say, all they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, it becomes a problem. So obedience becomes a problem when it's difficult to do, not when it is easy. Okay? So when we walk in obedience, it attracts God and it attracts his presence. Amen? So Job said in Job 23, Job 23, operator, Verse 12, Job 23, verse 12. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. What Job is saying is that I value God's word more than food that I will eat. It's a deep scripture because what he's saying is that I value his word more than things of the flesh and things of the senses. Amen? Our five senses are we see, we hear, we taste, we, we, we touch, we smell, and what else? All that. So those are the things that you can feel, the sensual things. But Job is saying that I esteem your word. Your word is higher than how I feel. Your word is higher than my senses. Your word is higher than what I think. Your word is higher than my convenience. Your word is higher than if it's easy. Now when you look at Mary's life, you say, oh, she was favored, she was blessed amongst women. But the word that came was not easy. You are not married, but you are going to get pregnant. When you get pregnant, you are going to open yourself to so much controversy and contradiction. People will talk about you and you will be laughed at and ridiculed because when they ask you, who is your husband? <laughs> it's God. So what? How can you blaspheme like that? God cannot give birth with a woman. Amen. And then also the problem of Joseph. How is she going to convince Joseph that this one is of the Holy Ghost? A lot of you brothers, the Bible says Joseph being a just man decided not to make a public display or disgrace of Mary but to put her away quietly. But this modern day husbands and brothers, they make a public disgrace of spouses. Amen. So if you want to be a just man, follow Joseph's example. <laughs> Amen, brothers. So when that happened, 
Mary was like, my relationship is finished. How am I going to tell Joseph? How am I going to explain that I've not been unfaithful when all the odds are against you? Beloved, sometimes the rumors and things that go on about you, especially if you are in the ministry, can go so against you that you don't even have anything to say. You have no defense. You know, many years ago, our church in Switzerland had a major problem because somebody left our church and then he flew back to Switzerland with another pastor who wanted to start a branch of his church. But they decided that they would evangelize our members instead. So this pastor took this other pastor, this pastor of our church who had resigned, took another pastor of another church to encourage him to start his branch. And they went door to door to our members. And they said, you know, Bishop Doug, he's a thief. There are so many faxes on him. The things he has stolen, the things he has done. And like the 200 who followed Absalom, people are simple-minded. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. I think that people steal, so they cannot believe that you will head a 92-country multinational organization and not be a thief. They, they, they don't think it's possible because even in their small corner, they are stealing cotton wool, stealing from their tail, so they cannot imagine that you would not steal. Anyway, this other church took off, and they took off in a diplomat's house. I'm saying this because it was public knowledge and it was in the news. When they took off, starting with our members in the diplomat's house, soon after that, it came in the papers. Those days, Chronicle was a paper that when you read, you trembled. And it came in the papers that that diplomat had been busted for drugs, for doing drugs, using drugs, and that our church was meeting in this house. Meanwhile, it was Orangu side. Anyway, they called some pastors in Ghana. Chronicle wanted to verify the story, so it called some pastors, not Lighthouse, in Ghana, to verify. Is it true that Bishop Dark has stolen money? There's evidence to show that and all that. And then they said, oh yes, oh yes, he's stolen money. And even we have the faxes and everything to prove. Unfortunately, the lady doing the probing was our church member. So when the pastors finished speaking, then she would say to them, oh, I'm surprised because my pastor, he wasn't a bishop then, teaches us not to malign church uh, men of God. So I'm surprised that you'd say that. Anyway, you say you have the faxes. Shall I send for them or would you fax them to me so that I'm writing a story? My boss has asked me to write a story. Ah, uh, <laughs> copies of the faxes. Eh? <laughs> Uh, some people have it, but I personally, eh, I don't really have it, and I don't really. Anyway, we knew the story, and it came to pass that we went to a pastor's program soon after that, a few days after. When we went, we saw these pastors there. 
And they were all very nice. Oh, hello, Pastor Doug. Oh, hello. I don't think I know your wife. Hello, sister. Hello. Anyway, after, uh, and they said, he stole money and he has even bought a brand new Benz. So afterwards, some of the pastors said, oh, you are leaving. Can we see you off? And then my husband said, oh, we parked far away because we were late. So a lot of cars parked before us. So to see us off is very far. He said, oh, we'll go with you. So they went with us. When we got to our car, we opened oh, is your car a Toyota? Oh, we didn't know. They didn't tell us why, but we knew why. Well, after a few weeks, things happened. To some of them, one came and said, I was just getting into my bed, and for no reason, my bed is not high. I just fell, and now I'm in crutches. So, came to my house. First thing, asked my husband, is your wife here? My husband said, no. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know how I would have faced it. My husband said, really, why? So because the Lord said, for me to walk again, I should come and apologize to you. I'm sorry. He came with two crutches. I'm sorry. The Lord said, I should apologize to you. My husband said, really, why? We knew the story, but we hadn't asked. So because I gave false evidence, I did things I should not have done, forgive me beloved a lot of these things are private and a lot of these things are not shared so some of us unless we see we do not believe but what did Mary say let it be to me according to your word when God says he will vindicate you he will vindicate you when God says the battle is his he will fight for you the Lord will fight for you and you have only to be still. Amen. But serving God, being obedient to his word, is not easy. You have to esteem it more than your necessary food. You know, sometimes, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I look and I remember why I did not want to come into ministry. And I remember telling God in my closet, that God... You know I come from a very, very well-to-do family. And you know that I've traveled outside the borders of this country. You know that my father buys me very wonderful things. Am I now going to be full-time in this church? So that when I preach and they see me, they'll say her red robes are the first offering. Her shoes are second offering. Her heart is the pledges. Lord, it's not about you. It's the people. And therefore, I'm sorry. I cannot obey you. I would rather go and work and bring you money in the house of God. I said that in my closet. And the Lord said to me, you are very, very, very proud. I said, me? The Lord said, you. Yes, I'm talking to you. And I'm like, Wow, how can that be? God said, because you are saying, my father is rich, I come from here, I have this, it's all pride. And my word says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you.
I wish I could say it was so easy. It wasn't. It was a lot of struggle, a lot of tears in my closet, but I obeyed him. Beloved, those who hear and those who do. I had heard from God, but whether I was going to do, I needed to decide in myself whether I was going to look at the tongues of men and I was going to please him who called me. Bible says, faithful is he who called you, who also will do it. Amen, somebody. When you are in this thing for money, it's not God who called you. When you are in this thing because you want a reputation, it's not God who called you. Because Philippians 2 says, he made himself of no reputation he made himself the word is hard oh you you don't even have reputation look at your pride you don't even have a name look at your pride you are not even a professional look at your pride but god's word is god's word and it knows no bounds the faith of mary it looks like a wild promise that god has blessed you with but inside that promise is a difficulty to obey it's a difficulty how are you going to uh, 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 handle the contradiction of men the bible says about jesus he endured the contradiction of men amen and so when job said i esteem your word more than your necessary food you too what is the price for your obedience what is the price to obey god's word what price are you willing to pay unfortunately many believers are led by pain and they are led by offense but the bible didn't say as many as are led by their pain or as many as are led by offense but as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god beloved you know what is in a tea bag when hot water has been poured on it when it's cold water the tea bag doesn't come out properly you too when hot water has been poured on you when painful things have been done to you when difficult things have come your way that's when we know what is in you and beloved that is faith that is faith because faith is the evidence of things not seen the substance of things hoped for when bishop doug was called by god he couldn't see you he couldn't see the kodesh he couldn't even see first love he couldn't see the 15 denominations he couldn't see six thousand pastors he couldn't see he could just see a motley group of five people in the school of hygiene now where were you what sacrifice are you prepared to make to obey god what sacrifice you talk about giving up your degree wow some gave up medicine some gave up law some gave up finance some gave up but we did not give it up to you we gave it up to him to him to him looking at to 
Jesus and not men. Amen. I'm sure many of you have heard me say that when we moved into our house, it was bought for us for my mother-in-law, all right, but everything was red sand on the floor. But when we moved in at the age of our late 20s, we rather knelt down in the red sand. We lifted our hands and we said that at 20 something, you have given us a house. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If it were some of you, eh, look at where the church has gotten for me. You are even blessed that the church can get something for you. For 20 years, we lived in our own house, and yet we have not felt cheated by God. We have not felt robbery with God. It's a privilege to serve God. It's a privilege to know Him. It's a privilege to serve God's people. Amen. sharing the testimony you are clapping for me isn't it but in the red sand in the difficult places no one was there to applaud when there's no applause will you still esteem his word more than your necessary food you say you are a Christian why is it that when you are hurt you are led by your hurt you are led by your pain should I also open my encyclopedia Pedia Britannica of heads should Bishop Dad also open how you have hurt him beloved that is not Christian the Bible says it is impossible but that offenses will come I tell people don't expect that nobody will offend you even in your biological house even among your family don't you have issues do you just get up and say I've changed my name I'm this and that no you stay in the same way when you have hurts and offenses be spiritual be obedient let your faith be unfeigned show me your faith by the way you live if you think you are going to follow God with no difficulties then I will encourage you to uh, uh, resign resign now because there's no such thing amen we were told in Kolegono that in the basement we print money yes and what amazes me is that if money could be printed like that then Kodesh should have been bought with all the printed money things should have been easy but things were not easy the contradiction of men Show me your faith by your works. The unfeigned faith that first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and then in your mother Eunice and then in you also. Is your faith unfeigned or it is tainted? Tainted with doubt, tainted with unbelief, tainted with suspicion, tainted with whether God will be faithful or not. I came to encourage you. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away by his word. his word in him all the promises of God are yea 
and amen. Beloved, if I was in the ministry because of human beings, I don't think I'll be here by now. Amen? If I was in the ministry because of what I'll get, I don't think I'll be here by now. But the word of God is my light. Lamp unto my feet, light to my path. Sometimes the road gets muddy and rough. Sometimes it's like you are sitting in a trotter and it's going like this. But I just say, Lord, I take it that your word is the handle. And even though it's going like this, I don't know where it will take me to. But I trust you that you will bring me to an expected end. Why? Because of your words. My mother and my brethren are those who hear the word of God and obey it. May you be somebody Jesus can call a mother. Somebody Jesus can call his brethren. Not because you come from Israel, but because you hear his word and you do it. It's time to dive into God's word. God's word doesn't come to you by osmosis. We must seek it. The Bible says study to show yourself approved unto God, not unto any pastor, not unto Timothy class, not unto Titus class, but study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Schools have been opened for you in this church that you can come and acquire knowledge and heart knowledge. So that when Satan comes, you know your authority as a believer. You won't go. Every Sunday afternoon, you are going to eat some mutuo. You are going to watch Nigerian movie. How can you grow? Without his word, there's no light in our lives. May Jesus come and rearrange our priorities and rearrange our lives and be able to say, these are my brethren in the Kodesh because they hear the word of God and they do it. Amen, somebody. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. Beloved, God has spoken to us. Sometimes we are obedient up to a point. And then after a point, we veer off. Some of us, we never find out even what God would do. What would Jesus do in a situation like this? You don't care. You just do what your friends say. But this morning, God is reaching out to you wherever you are seated, wherever you are standing. You are here this morning. You want to say, Lady Reverend, pray for me. I don't know whether I'll go to heaven or hell when I die. Lady Reverend, I'm not serious with God and his word. But this morning... I want to take a fresh step towards him. Jesus is inviting you all over the place. If you want Jesus to come into your life and be the master of your life, you want to say, Lady Reverend, pray for me. Please lift up your hands. I'm here to pray with you. I'm here to pray for you. Let your hands go high up above your head. Lift up your hands. Every eye closed. God bless you. God bless you. Lift up your hands. Let it go high up in the balconies, at the back, in the middle. God is locating you just like he located Mary. You've lifted up your hands. Do one more heroic thing. Take all that you have and come to the front. Give me the pleasure 
the privilege of leading you to Jesus. Come, 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 come from wherever you are. Come, 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 come to Jesus. Come, come, let's encourage them. Come, come, come to the throne of grace. Jesus is waiting for you. out of nothing and to bring you to eternal life you want to close your eyes if you are in front here you want to lift your two hands to God as a sign of surrender and you want to say this prayer after me dear Jesus dear Jesus this morning this morning I come to you I come to you just as I am just as I am Jesus Jesus take my life take my life and make me your child and make me your child forgive me for my sins forgive me for my sins thank you thank you for coming to die on the cross for coming to die on the cross to save me to save me and thank you and thank you for rising from the dead for rising from the dead so that i so that I may have eternal life may have eternal life and thank you and thank you that by this prayer that by this prayer I have become a child of God I have become a child of God help me to live help me to live and to walk and to walk as a new child as a new child in Christ in Christ Amen, Amen. Hallelujah can we give them a hand God bless you. Please follow our pastor here and obey everything he tells you and come back and join us. We're excited to have you. God bless you. Please follow. God bless you. Now, I want us to pray just before I take my seat.
I want the rest of the church to pray. I want you to talk to God. Yes, Lord. Tell him to stir up your heart. Yes, Lord. To study his word. Yes, Jesus. To go after his word. Yes. To know his word. Yes, Jesus. Tell him to give you grace to obey. Yes, Lord. Even when it's difficult. Yes, Jesus. Even when it's not popular. Yes, Lord. Even when you will lose something. Even when men will not applaud you, yes. God's word has the final say. Yes. Father, I lift up your church In before the name you. Of Jesus. Yes, Deliver Lord. us from the spirit of deception. Help us, Lord. Help me, Lord. Deliver us from always living outside Jesus. your way. Oh, yes, Lord. Father, touch our hearts. Our word says that you opened the heart of Lydia. Yes. And she obeyed your word. Open our hearts. So that we may receive your word. Let it be a Great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Heward Mills, please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh, North Kaneshi, or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Heward Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.